we're going to do the top four laws from Dr. Lee in follow-up. And what I'm excited about right now is everybody's trying to make this kind of crazy transformation from brick and mortar to everybody's on digital, right? We're all virtual right now. So we got an expert today, Dr. Lee, to share everything that she's learned over the, how many years have you been doing this? I will say my whole life because I'm second generation, my parents. So let's talk about disruption real quick. And then let's talk about technology a little bit, the innovation side. And then we'll jump into the four laws of follow-up by Dr. Lee and uh, hopefully add value. What, what's going on in the innovation space right now? Boy, so with, I'm sure a lot of industries, everybody's seeing more use of video. We saw this before now, before the pandemic. And as a result, it, well, even with video, one of the things in the real estate industry, which may or may not be happening in other industries, but disruption, people were trying to say, hey, we don't want to keep paying for your service. Yep. Let's try to cut you out. And that happens in a lot of industries, right? Where it can, you, what you provide can be threatened. So we were seeing that at an all-time high, and it was because of video and different things where people felt like, hey, we've got these platforms where we can do a virtual tour. We don't really need you to open the door for us. But what right. we've seen since the pandemic is that, and this is what we as in our profession, we already knew, and this is probably most businesses, even though you may have different technology tools, which are great and they're helpful, you still ultimately need someone to explain the process who does this every day. Yeah, you know, so the best thing that I'm seeing is that we are embracing video more. I know I keep mentioning video, but that's been the piece for so many people and so many businesses where people have been slow to adopt it. We've seen people like, uh, I think he's eight years old, the eight-year-old on YouTube who made last year like $20 million. We've seen that. It's been around for a long time, but many people in business have been slow to embrace it. And as a result, we haven't really reaped the rewards that come from embracing video more. So anyway, now that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing people that have been very timid about using video because now we're all doing the zooming more. We're doing so much more with video. People are embracing it. And it's now becoming a part of marketing that is really, again, the catalyst for increased business, even at a point where we're really in a recession. But people yeah. are, a lot of people are experiencing business growth. That's cool. All right. Well, let's dive into our main topic, which is the four laws of follow-up by Dr. Lee. So I'm excited because I'm a sales guy and um, we're consistently getting questions from, from clients. How do I build up a follow-up team? How do I get ISAs to prospect for me? How do I make it, you know, can I just buy some phone numbers and put them in a CRN and then call? And I'm like, no, you've got to build a system. So Let's let's dive in. What does the system look like, according to Dr. Lee, to for a company to really grow through a follow-up process? Great. I love it. And I really do think these four laws are universal. I call them evergreen. So again, I've seen it outside the pandemic. In the pandemic, they work and they transfer yep. from industry to industry. So the number one law, and these are not in order of priority because all four are important. I just put them numbers next to them. So the first one is 
to make sure everything you're communicating is an item of value. And what that item of value does is it says to people, to consumers, to prospects, hey, this is the trust, trusted professional in this industry, in this, with this topic. So Daniel and I were talking about this briefly earlier, how I've seen people who, again, for example, may be a real estate sales agent, but they're always sharing recipes on how to bake banana bread, which is ah. like great if you want to have a cookbook, but not so great if you're trying to position yourself as an expert in another industry, right? Right. So having an item of value, every single connection. So even if you're doing a quick text message or a five minute phone call, having something that you can offer them, it could be a link, it could be video, it could be a download, it could be an article, but having an item of value is so mm. critical. What a cool thing. Um, I would also suggest using um, Answer the Public to create video, to create your blogs, to get your emails all set up. And so, yeah, I think item of value based on that is a really good, um, that's pure gold. Dr. Lee, that's pure gold. Okay, what's step number two? So step number two is to now automate. So going mm. back to the fact that we just talked about, hey, you might, you might have a lot of content or you might only have one thing that you're going to break up into segments. But regardless, how are you going to get this out in a way where, again, you don't go crazy? Because right. you have to manually send emails or videos or mailings or go door knocking, all of these things that you can do to grow your business. But if you have to do it manually, I dare say you might go crazy, you know? <laughs> so I really, the next step is to automate everything you can. We can't automate relationships. We know that, right? But right. there's a lot in the relationship process that we can automate. So we can automate text messages, we can automate, of course, emails, although again, it's gotta be an item of value so people actually open it and read it. We yep. can automate our social media. We can automate yep. what goes on our website. We can automate even the video content we're gonna provide. So there is nothing in 2020, thankfully, that we do to market that can't be automated, at least a piece of it. What are the things that you believe um, would be step one, two, and three of automation? So I would say, I guess for me, I always like to have people look at, a, it's a few things I like them to look at. So number one, what are your strengths? Okay. I know a lot of us define strengths as the things that we do well, and that's not true. Strengths are the things that not only we do well, but we enjoy I love this. I love it. Okay. What's step four? I love it. Okay. Last step. Of course, after you have given things away and you've automated things and you've got this really well-oiled process, there is some things for you to still do, right? So now the last step is I want you to be a time block blocker. And what I mean by that is I want you to protect the time you set aside to do your work in a, in a relentless, ruthless way. Because many of us, it's not that we don't know how to use a planner. It's not that we don't use Google Calendar. That's not it. We know how to schedule our day, but it's the interruptions yeah. that 
drag us away from what we needed to get done or the fires, right? We end up focusing on or being reactive versus actually being proactive and going after the new business. So I want you to ruthlessly guard the time you've set aside to work on your follow-up piece. So we keep that, but now we've got several other things where we may say, hey, I don't, I'm good at doing this. I don't like doing it. Let's get it off your plate. And that almost leads into law three. I'll combine law three and law two where some things we're going to need to automate and other things we'll need to give away. And I'm going to give you a shameless plug here. (laughs) All right. Delegation. My favorite term. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we got to give it away. And you have such a great company to help with that. So when people have things on their plate that they can do, but it's a poor use of time, it drains their energy. They wake up like, I can't believe I got to do that today. Get rid of it. Get it off your plate.